The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Many of us have been trying to figure it out how to work from home, how to juggle, to juggle the job, Zoom meetings, technology, the dog, the kids, and more. And while many of us have been working home for years, it's new for the majority of us but will that change dr terry griffith is a simon fraser university professor and author a public speaker and remote working expert she joins us now dr griffith welcome to the show thank you so much it seems that you must have been completely prepared for this (laughs) given what you do for a living I I can't say I'm completely prepared, but I am glad that there are so many things that we can rely on and offer to people, but uh, it was an abrupt change to be sure. It was very abrupt, and um, let's talk about that side of it. Um, Having to get it done and, and done quickly get it done well um there were some flaws some problems there have you what have you seen on that front and what have you seen um go well well i'll i'll say the thing that i think is making most people smile is we're seeing a much bigger acceptance of people's reality at home you know the idea that the cat walks across the video screen or you hear the dog barking or the baby crying and and that people are just coming to understand that the folks that they work with are human and we're all getting along well, I had a conversation recently uh, about this question I'm going to ask you. With so many of us, you know, working from home with companies and businesses realizing that it can be done and done fairly well, do you think we're going to see a move to more of this after this is said and done? Absolutely. I, I absolutely think so. And for a couple of different reasons. So the scary version of it is Gartner had some data the other day saying that the chief financial officers are looking at this as a cost savings approach as well as other things. You know, they're becoming more comfortable with the idea of people working at home. Um, But they're they're saying 74% of the people involved in one of their surveys are saying that at least 5% more people will stay working at home than were before and you know i'm i'm fantastically excited about that idea and i hope the numbers are actually much higher um but that it has to be uh, kind of a negotiation between the person working for the company and the company itself i'm going to be more concerned if it's just saying we don't have a place for you at work anymore so i hope that it's going to there's going to be some give and take about that but I think you have leadership coming to understand, even even as we work in these trying times, that people can get that work done. And on the other side, people who maybe weren't so interested in working from home or, or working just not at the standard office place, now see that it has a lot of benefits to them. So I think you're both going to be having, having people ask to do it and the companies are going to be more open to it. You said that you're excited about this possibility. What excites you about the possibility of more people working from home? I like anything that allows people to craft their work more to their own needs. And it just opens up another dimension of the choices that people can make. Okay. 
I, I'm thinking that a lot of companies, a lot of businesses, workplaces are going to start looking, and you touched on this a little bit, on kind of the financial bottom line and realizing that maybe it is a bit more of a cost-saving me- measure, but also realizing when things, when it comes to things like travel budgets, how will that change when we realize that we can do it over uh, teleconference uh, very well? What about things like, you know, having pricey real estate, you know, having, you know, office buildings when we could do it from home? Like, I'm thinking that there's got to be a lot of thought about how much money this might be able to save. I, I think we are going to see people looking at the idea that I can have fewer people in the office, so maybe I have to lease less space. At the same time, we're already seeing some of the you know professional interiors folks say, when you do bring people back, you aren't going to want them to be quite so crammed together. And so there's going to be a little bit of both. So the people that you have in the office, you may want to spread out more. And you may not want to have so many people in the office to start with. On the on the travel side, you know, I, I wonder a little bit about that one because we've had this flexibility in for the kinds of jobs that maybe did have so much of the business travel. And, you know, people still wanted that face-to-face connection mm-hmm. to be able to do some of that work. Now, maybe they're going to be seeing some risk with that now. Maybe they don't want to get on the airplane as much as they did before. Um, but I don't know that I'll see as much shift for the business travel <laughs> as I might see from just having more flexibility about where you where you do your work during the day. Just want- you know, the phrase that work is something you do, not a place you go, I think will come to have a little bit more meaning for people. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's been a bit of an eye-opener, likely, for the employees and the managers when I think that, you know, I was handed to, you know, I, I have a radio talk show, and on, on Monday evening I was said I was told that tomorrow you're going to be broadcasting from home. Here's the equipment. This is how you set it up. Go home, set it up in your office. And I was like, I'm, I'm not sure that this can be done, right, or done well. And then I realized, no, we can do this, and we can do it very well. So there was eye-opening for me as an employee why do you think that's important for employees to realize it because it opens all of our eyes to the different kinds of opportunities we have to make our work be better so you may not choose to work from home forever you may not choose to work from home every day but it's certainly going to give you more flexibility there might be some topics where you know no this is the one where i i do want to be doing it from home this is the one where i maybe want to do it on location these other things i want to make the choice to do it back in the studio and just having the the idea that we all can craft our work and make that work be better but i think there's there's also a a piece to it we got pushed into this it wasn't like we're going to run an experiment and say well i'll try (laughs) working at home one week and i'll try working in the office the other so we didn't get that kind of an opportunity but now people can start to experiment a little bit and i hope what they'll do is say the way i started out doing it in this abrupt emergency way doesn't necessarily have to be the way i keep doing it Maybe you shift your hours a little bit. Maybe you shift, you know, with a particular part of your home where you're doing the work. Maybe the technology tools that you're using, you find some new ones or decide that some aren't helping you. But really thinking about 
how we have so much more control over the way we do our work, and that could be an opportunity for now and the future. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You talked about negotiation moving forward and about, you know, we were just, as you said, kind of rushed into this. We were told we had to do this. And um, it's been touched on about, you know, when we go back to figuring out what our real world is going to look like, um, you know, development of office spaces, you touched on that, schedules and, and goal setting. It, it could really change um, the workplace um that we've had over the past number of years and and I think it could develop into a much better workplace um, with that give and take now between the employee and the manager and the company. I absolutely think you're right and I hope that's where we go. So maybe one of the, the new skills that we're going to have to have is how do I negotiate that new way of working? How do I think about, you know, am I an individual contributor and I really don't have that much connection or need for coordination with the people at work? Or do I, am I part of a team? And so the decisions I make impact others and the decisions they make impact me. So am I negotiating really just with myself and maybe my supervisor? Or am I having to negotiate with a whole team about how we're going to approach our work a little bit differently? And, you know, that, that may be a skill people need to kind of draw and say, you know, you've maybe negotiated for products in the past. Now you're going to be negotiating with your, your teammates and your boss about how you get, get to do your work. And sharing what's really working for the other people in your organization mm-hmm. or even in, for your friends. You know, what new techniques... Um, have people discovered are really working out for them and share those. You know, I'm, I'm very excited about so many people being involved in this kind of work now that more people are going to be offering up ideas about how to do it well. Isn't disruption fascinating, Dr. Griffith? When we look at disruption, depending on, you know, whatever it is, maybe it's in this sector, maybe it's in this sector, but what disruption does to the world, it just kind of just, you know, what it does, shakes us all up, makes us you know, look at things a bit different, and how can we do things differently and better, and that is what we are in right now. It is, you know, I I think about phrases like creative destruction or, um, you know, a window of opportunity, you know, things where, you know, certainly in the university world, we've been moving towards online education, but at a glacial pace and uh, (laughs) it's, it's not glacial anymore. (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Griffith, um, Larry texted one of my listeners and he said, and, and you're an expert in this, and he says, one of the issues is trying to turn work off at night when you work from home. I think um, I think it can be a challenge no matter what, given the pace of, of work, uh, if you're in the office or, or working at home any uh, anymore. But when you are working at home, when you... It can be difficult to say, okay, these are my hours and I'm going to stick to them and only stick to them. What advice do you have for folks like Larry who who are are finding that a challenge? I think that's the kind of thing we need to be sort of plotting and planning about in terms of that negotiation. So first of all, 
thinking about when do you want to work? When are you most effective? When is it going to be most convenient for the other people in your household? And then once you sort of sort that out, what the ideal case might be for you, your team, your family, then make a public commitment. So mm. sort of say it out loud, put it in an email, maybe put it on your uh, your Zoom you know, name or however you're getting your work done, that these are the hours that I'm planning on taking for work and then having everybody else kind of help you do that. Um, fantastic point to raise. Does it mean I have to get out of my stretchy pants <laughs> for the first time in a month? <laughs> Why would you want to do that? <laughs> I, I, I did hear a good one today. Um, we, we had a kind of a coffee, you know, an 80-person Zoom call in to just share amongst the faculty and staff of the Beatty School of Business. And somebody made a, made a point about how they had on a, a jacket. And they said, well, it's formal Friday. And so I went and I got my jacket. So I'm uh, not changing the stretchy pants, but I can put on a jacket. Oh, I love it. Uh, Dr. Terry Griffith joining us this afternoon, Chair of Innovation and Entrepreneurship at the Beatty School of Business at Simon Fraser University. Thanks for the conversation. I appreciate it. All the best. Thank you so much. Take care now. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, one of the things that Dr. Uh, Griffith mentioned was, you know, as we kind of get used to it and see some of the things that have that have happened, you know, as she mentioned, maybe someone's cat has walked through part of the meeting. Do you remember some of the videos that have gone viral over the past couple of years? Do you remember that expert in, I oh gosh, I can't, was it in some sort of relations and he was on CNN or on one of the big networks and his little kid comes into his office just dancing, dancing in behind and his wife comes in, <laughs> grabs the kid and then tries to drag uh, the, the child out and it was real life. And that's it. I mean, that that has been part of um, the cool thing uh, about this, you know, Um I, I hope that you can't hear that the laundry is going right next door to my office. But if you hear a deep hum, that's what it is. I know that Bo Breeze has shown up on the air a couple of times barking at whatever it is that that dog barks at on a regular basis. But I think, I think we're... Just loosening up maybe just a little bit with um, some expectations of this perfection at work. And now, don't get me wrong, I, I, I think that we should always strive for that. But I think we're realizing that, yeah, that people are, are human, that this is our this is our lie. This is a, this is this is our real life. And. Yeah, there can be faulty connections and wayward pets and, um, you know, wayward kids, whatever it is. But during all of this, I think it's also helped to put a little bit of a smile on people's faces.